What is going on, Wolfpack Nation? Uh, this is Macon Adams and Michael Tracy here, and we, man, we have just, uh, we have just had like a unbelievable ending to this game. Uh, like I, I, I didn't get to watch a ton of it because uh, I was doing Thanksgiving stuff, and I hope everybody's had a really great Thanksgiving. But man, I, that has to be one of the greatest <laughs> endings to an NC State UNC game I've ever seen. What do you think, Michael? Uh, yeah, I mean, just any. NC State game, period. Uh, oh, there's Layton. Yeah, what's Checking up, everybody? In? Yeah, cool. and for those listening in, I'm actually here at a close family friends of mine wedding, but I couldn't let y'all let you make it, Michael, have all the fun by yourself <laughs> after a big win like that. I had to at least jump in for at least a minute or two here and just kind of add in my two cents here. So, oh, uh, yeah. What yeah, are your thoughts, yeah, I mean, Layton? You go, go first it. since you got your short on time. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, I mean, for me, again, the first thing I want to say is, I mean, I know that a lot of people that I was seeing on social media were kind of talking about, I mean, yeah, statistically, uh, defense-wise, we were terrible. Defense-wise, we just were just could not stop the run, I mean, to, to, to save us. But And also, too, obviously, on the offensive side, for, for me, it really felt like that Leary took too many sacks. I really do think that uh, Friday kind of, kind of taught me that definitely – Leary needs to just, I mean, again, learn a little bit more about, you know, when to get the ball, get the ball away, you know, just, just get rid of it. You know, if it's not working, don't necessarily try and be a hero, get rid of the ball. But again, for me, at the end of the day, you can't look at the stats for that game because then they, for us to once again, find a way in even the toughest of moments. I mean, we're literally probably 90% of the teams could not find a way to beat a team like Carolina, who again is a solid team and to find a way to, to fight back and find a way to win, I think says so much about, Doran and this team and this program and where it's heading, you know what I mean? So, I mean, for, for me, I I just feel like yesterday that you got to ignore the stats. You got to ignore stats. And day we found a way to win. Cause again, understand ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the day, every football team is going to have those days where they're not playing their best, but can they find a way to win the football game? And for us to do that again, against a, in a moment where there was so much on the line going undefeated at home, you know, having a, still a shot at, at going to the East Championship game and beating our rival for the first time in three years uh, to find a way. And for a guy like Emeka to show up, I mean, have two huge touchdowns, you know, I mean, oh, my gosh. Like, that that guy for me, I mean, those last two minutes for me just absolutely catapulted him into the top five wide receivers of all time for me. I mean, just, I, I mean, there, there's not many wide receivers that can make plays like he did uh, on Friday night, in my opinion. Oh, I, so, my thing was, man, he had – he just became a legend. Like for he what did. that and, I mean and Leary and did too. Leary did too. I mean, to me, when you see when you look at what Leary's been able to do, there's there's like pros and cons to him being able to play in this game, like as a quarterback. One thing yeah. he has, he is clutch, man. He, he think clutch. about how many times we're going into like a halftime or going to end of the game. Particular I could think of more, more so going to halftime in the last like yeah. a minute or two left on the clock. And how many times have we scored this? He's got to be like Four or five times going in halftime, we scored a touchdown yeah. or a field goal at least. And absolutely like that ending. I know everybody's seen it, but there's a 99.9% chance UNC was going to win, <laughs> win the that game football game when we mm-hmm. were at the we had when we got the ball um, back after they kicked that field goal. Mm-hmm. And it was like the second and 18. Yep. And, yeah, uh, and got that was, yep. That's insane. Yep. But, so, but. 
But guys, I'm gonna go ahead and jump off. I'll let you guys yeah. continue this conversation. But I just want to give a shout out to Wolfpack Nation after a huge win uh, Friday night to 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 finish off the season nine and three and give us a great shot here going ten and three in a in a bowl game. And at the end of the day, there's there's no doubt future is bright for for in state football uh, heading into next season and I think it's even this bowl game for sure. So uh, uh, just, you know, wanted to jump on to, to give a shout out, but got to go. Unfortunately, got to go uh, dance with my wife. So no. I'll let y'all uh, to it. Nothing unfortunate about that, man. Yeah. All right. Wolfpack Nation. Go pack y'all. Back, man. That's awesome. Yeah. We, um, I just, I mean, like I said, I can't get over that. I know I see you guys commenting over here. Uh, I mean, I, I, I tend to think with Layton, like I still want to look at the stats, but my thing is, you've got to just enjoy this because this game, if that play had not happened, I mean, it, we would be having a totally different conversation. Yeah. So State needs to just enjoy this. Like, okay, regardless of how, like, majority of the game went, who cares? Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, a game, I, I'm sure you saw the other the other stat also teams this year that were down more than nine points with less than two and a half minutes left for like oh and 450 or something and it's just like yeah so of course when you look at the stats when you're down that late of course that we didn't play a good game like statistically we should not have won that game they uh, we just i mean we just shouldn't have and somehow we did and uh, that stuff that th- like you said that's one of the most exciting state games against Carolina against anybody really just the way we won that game that I've ever seen and yeah it was awesome yeah I I mean there's gonna be fans out there that are talking about how frustrating it was we played and like don't want to enjoy this as much as they they probably should but like when we we can talk some of the negatives of the game because it deserves it to a degree but at the end of the day you, you it needs to be overshadowed by the victory and what this means for the for the team and the program. I mean, you look at it. Carolina's not a great team, but that's the greatest quarterback Carolina's ever had. Yeah, and if he had won, they would have been able to say, "Oh, I mean, they had like News and Observer had the news article already put out yeah. on Twitter that said like, you know, how remains you know is undefeated against NC State and State's yeah. not able mm-hmm. to come. They, they put that out before the end of the game, and yeah, it, to me, I. I, I just I was I I wasn't able to watch majority of the game and I got to turn the game on the last like five minutes or so uh, after my family my, my wife's family and I had done our side of the, the Thanksgiving stuff and I mean I watched it on my phone sitting in our bedroom just kind of waiting you know in and I go to sleep and I could not believe it I mean that and I'll tell, I, th- I think you we were talking about Leary and Mecca. But Chris getting that onside field goal, and yeah. apparently, um, from what the word I've seen is that he he was one of the guys who had the flu, and he did not practice uh-huh. much at all this week. So to be able to make a play like that, I mean, that that's crazy. It was, I mean, yeah, perfect. How many yeah, dominoes I mean, had to fall in line for that all to happen correctly? <laughs> a lot. Like, like they could have UNC could have gone for it on that fourth down when they were up six. And basically ran the time off the clock. I mean, they probably would have had to get one or two more first downs, but they could have gone for it on fourth down and then iced the game there. But they decided to kick it instead. And it was a 51 yarder and he nailed it. And at that point, it just like, like you said, it was a 99.9% chance. And 
the blown coverage on the first Omeka touchdown, then the onside kick that was perfect. Uh, the guy, the UNC guy, tried to like take out Dunn. He tried instead of like go for the ball, he tried to hit Dunn so he couldn't recover it, and somehow it ended up right in his arms instead. Mm-hmm. So the way they plan to recover that, and then again that just that catch by the final catch by Amezi. It yeah. was kind of a 50-50 ball. He wasn't he was pretty he was covered pretty well. It was just kind of a 50-50 ball that Leary t- trusted him enough and I, I don't I don't I don't doubt that he had that trust. Yeah, like, they said it, I think in the post game. There. Yeah, I don't think in the post game. I don't know if it was Dorn who it was, but they said um when they look to see where they're going to kick on the onside, they just look at numbers. So if there's mm-hmm. like an advantage blocking on one side versus the other, that's where they're going to kick it. And in this case, kicking up in the middle, UNC left two defenders or two, I guess, yeah. the guys on the receiving side there in the middle. So you have the you had two guys next to um, Dunn plus Dunn. So it's like a three mm-hmm. on two. That's why they kicked it yeah. in the middle. And yeah, I don't know. I, I we we need to get all into it, but I kind of I do want to break down the stats so we can look at it a little bit. Yeah. And um, so looking back on it, if you just look at these stats, they don't they kind of they don't tell the whole story. And it's it looks very even. I would say you think about it, it felt that Carolina just outplayed State at least for about maybe two and a half quarters or so. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I'd say the, the the definitely the two middle quarters and up until the last two minutes of the fourth quarter, and then we dominated the first quarter as yeah. well. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was about that two and a half middle quarters there. But I'm just going to run down the stats here, but in case you hadn't seen it, I know I know if you listen to post game radio stuff, you probably already heard it. But um, both teams had like with 22, 21 first downs, uh, third down efficiency. Both teams were were terrible. Carolina was yeah. four for fourteen, and uh, we were second. We were we were we were two for ten on third down. Um, uh, you know, Carolina converted their two fourth down conversions. But the thing that I thought was interesting was that, I mean. Carolina ran the ball 297 yards. We ran it 113. So that is, I mean, that's about where we were, have been, maybe a little bit better at times running the ball. Um, but we were able to throw the ball really well on them. And, you know, when I was seeing it, I was watching us run the ball a lot against them. And I, I've seen the stats where in the, over the last, like, five, six, seven years, the team that's had the most rushing yards has won in this series. And I feel mm-hmm. like that was State's matchup. Maybe they saw on tape that they thought Carolina's defensive front would not be able to really match up well against our offensive line. But um, I didn't. I wasn't crazy about that approach because I, I think Leary's arguably your best player on offense if it's not Aquanu right. at this point. I mean, he just broke Phillip Rivers' touchdown yeah. record. Um, but that's one thing I saw that's interesting because you think of Sam Howell as being like. Again, he's their greatest quarterback UNC's probably ever had. And they finished, what, 6-6 six and six with him? Right. So, what do you think yeah. on that? I mean, it, 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 not, not letting him go 3-0 against us, it felt pretty good. <laughs> I will say that. But, yeah. yeah, like you were saying, I mean, Leary, ever since, you know, Zavala went down, we've had struggled running the ball. Um, we had some success in the first quarter running the ball, 
person had a drive where he pretty much carried it down the field the whole time. Bam Knight had another drive where he was pretty much the main ball carrier. But then mm-hmm. after that first quarter, uh, you know, we kind of went away from it a little bit and we struggled. And, um, you know, like you said, Leary broke <laughs> in, in all of in that in that game. He it kind of quietly broke Philip Rivers' record because it got overshadowed by the comeback. But mm-hmm. those last two touchdowns tied him and then passed his record. So I, I think it's no no doubt that Leary's been yeah. our best offensive player. And it took those the last two minutes to beat the record because if he didn't yeah. have he didn't make those plays last two he wouldn't have had it. That's right. one thing that makes it even more special to me. Um, but yeah, I think you I know mean, if you look at the stats too, and we, we talk about the comparison has been Howe versus Leary, you know, in the triangle, and in the you know the last the few games Leary played last season, I think I put up something on for on our account for Twitter that said like here's player A and player B through three games or four games, whatever it was. Player A's got these stats. Player B's got these stats. Who are they? And they were so similar, but the yeah. ones that was slightly better were Leary. And if you look at last night, um, Howell was 14 of 26, so he completed just over 50% of his passes. Um, 147 yards, one touchdown on through the air, one rushing touchdown. He had 97 rushing yards. Um, so him and Leary together, you know, they, they both had the same amount of offensive yards put up for the most part. Um, yeah. But Howell did half of his damage essentially on the ground. Mm-hmm. And but the QB rating for Howell was one hundred six point three. Devin Leary was one seventy six point five. Leary had four passing touchdowns, two hundred forty seven yards in the air, uh, nineteen for thirty. So you're looking right at about sixty three, sixty four percent completion percentage mm-hmm. to Sam Howell's fifty three, fifty four percent. Leary's just been more efficient. Yeah, and I and I tell you what, man, the fact that we were Carolina. Um, when they went to score near the end of the game, they were putting up field goals instead of touchdowns. That was huge. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, the only of you guys thought, thought about that, but the, the way this game played out, the, 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 the block punt, the very, very beginning of the game. I mean, I thought when I saw the score, it was 14 to zero. I thought, Oh, we're going to steamroll them. I, know. I mean, it ended up being a rivalry game. Uh, like, you know, we were very close, but, I mean, what are your thoughts about Hal and Leary being compared to the two? Like, I mean, would you take Hal over Leary, or would you take Leary over Hal? I mean, I guess you, I would take Leary because I think I like the stats yeah. better. Yeah, I, I mean, it just like obviously Hal has that running ability he's shown this year, which he he really didn't show last year, but he's kind of had to do that to pick up the slack from UNC losing uh, right. Michael Carter and Javante Williams, but he he does have that running ability. But uh, you know, just by pure passing wise, Leary has shown he's more efficient. He takes care of the ball better. Um, and and like you said last year, before Leary got hurt, through it was, I guess through the first four games, and Leary didn't even play the first our first game last year against Wake Forest. He didn't play that game, and he still had like close to, if not better than Howell's numbers last year through the first through the first four games that he got hurt. Um, yeah. So, like, he's. I mean, obviously, we're a little bit biased, but he, yeah, you know, I would take Leary too. So, let me ask you this question: It's kind of going into a bit bigger. Well, let me ask: you, Do you think Howell should have played the game? Um, 
like like injury wise, you mean? I'm just talking about was... you know what you know what he was able to accomplish if he had won or if he hadn't won. Because to me, he you know he's probably at least a second round pick now. I know he's not he's not where he was leading into the season yeah. as far as draft um, potential. Uh, but I mean, if he had won, he would have been able to say, "Yep, undefeated against NC State." Lock in a bowl win game, although at this point, six wins is basically a lock because there's so many bowl games. Yeah. I don't know what you really gain unless you just destroyed NC State's defense through the air and yeah. the ground, which they didn't really do that in through the air. Um, he, I, I would say it's a little bit of an underwhelming performance from how it was enough to win for them, but, it, but they didn't because I think State made the clutch plays, but, you know, Hal's out there running around, not playing a hundred percent, and yeah. I, I don't know tell. what I mean. Unless you, I mean, I guess he's a, he's a competitor, but I don't know if I would have played him. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if it would have been like if they had if the games were flipped and like they played us last week and then we're playing Wofford this week, I don't think he would have played. Like obviously he didn't play he didn't play last week against Wofford, but but. You know, I can't, you know, I can't blame him for playing the last, his last game. He knew it was going to be his last game against your, your rival. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I couldn't tell at least that he's, you know, there are rumors he may not start because he's hurt, not because he was choosing to sit out, but because he's hurt. He, I mean, he looked just as good as pretty much, pretty much just as good as he had all season. I mean, man, he, we <laughs> had so many, Missed tackles on him. He's just, yeah. he's just, he's tough. He's hard to, take to bring down. down. Yeah, yeah, he's hard to bring down. He's a, he's a stockier dude. Yeah, um, and he's, I mean, he, I mean, he's a great player. I mean, I'm not taking that away yeah. from him. It just, I don't know what you gain by playing to a degree, yeah. other than to be able to say that. And if you really, well, if you want to go to something, but in comparison, you know, I, I don't know if I, I don't know if I would have, but I'm not, I'm not Mike Mac Brown. But yeah. having said that. If you're UNC looking at Mac Brown right now, how good do you feel? Yeah, I mean, there's got to be some questions. Because, I, I mean, he I just took the greatest quarterback they've ever had and went 6-6. Six and six. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, you, 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 maybe you played well enough, but, I mean, State made the clutch plays at the end, and they – I don't know. They went eight and four last season, six and six this season on mm-hmm. within you know the backside of uh, Hal's tenure at UNC. I'm not. I'm just not really impressed. Like I saw that yeah. Joe Giglio had a quote. One, you know, I think he put an article that said um, Joe Giglio put a quote out that said um, something to the effect of, you know, State has earned the respect where. Carolina was just given their respect without earning it. Yeah, yeah, I, I saw that. I read that too yesterday. Yeah, and and I mean, I I think that's fair, and I think you're always gonna get you're always gonna get that hype. I mean, Max got like he's got the number one recruiting class in the ACC for next year. Like you yeah. can always like you can always lean on that as you know we're building a, the program here, and it's just like it. Yeah, they've under well underperformed this year, but he can be like, "Look, I've got the number one class coming in next year, and yeah. we'll just keep building." And it's like, I, I don't know, but it's it's definitely I definitely wouldn't feel great right now. 
if I was a Carolina fan in I know. I mean, I love three it. Three years. Makes me happy. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, like, yeah. I saw Greg put up here. It said uh, Mac is 21 and 16 since coming back. So what yeah. is that like? 58% or so, 60%. It's not bad, but it's not great. I mean, and, and, and in three years, right? It's been, it's been three years, I believe. So, yeah. I saw in game 14 alpha had, uh, Mac is back. My spit, my saying to that is Mac is whack. That's mine. So like, he just, I just, man, I, I just feel like the, it's the glamor of, or the, the glitter and glamor of Mac, Mac Brown and, you know, showing off the Texas national championship trophy to the recruits as if Carolina won it. And, uh, we do get the recruit. I mean, Carolina is always going to have great recruiting classes. Um, but like we've all seen, they don't do anything with it. Right. It's, I, I don't know what Carolina should do. I mean, they, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's funny to me. It just makes me laugh, makes me laugh, makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think there's any chance he gets fired or, I mean, I don't even think I don't even think he's technically he's on the hot seat next year. I think if they underperform again next year, then maybe the year after that, 2023, he may be on the hot seat. But like, yeah, he it's still pretty early. He's doing great in recruiting. So, you know, but like you said, I I wouldn't feel great as a as as a Carolina fan. Yeah, I was. uh and then I saw somebody posted like a screenshot on Twitter of uh, it was it was there somewhere else I saw it was like a screenshot of the uh, thread topics on Inside Carolina's forum board, and it's yeah. just a total meltdown over there. I and I mean, I always thought that it's going to be Phil Longo is going to end up being the guy that takes over. Like he's going to Max going to groom him, and Phil Longo's going to be the coach. I don't really know if I feel confident with that. I mean, their offense has been like. I'm, they can they can explode. That's what always worried me about Carolina, but they don't wow me on offense. Not this year. Last year, yeah, they looked good, but they still went eight and four. And to, like I we're talking about Carolina, and I and I, and I feel like we yeah. we to a degree we need to. And yeah, they they played well for about two and a half quarters, but State made the better made the plays that they needed to make at the end, where Carolina didn't. Do you think yeah. it was more of a thing where State made the clutch plays? Or do you think it was more of a Carolina choked? Or do you think it was both? I, I think it was I think it was both. Because I mean if you if you look at the two touchdowns, the first one to Amezi was obviously a blown coverage somewhere. I think it was probably on the safety because Amezi was open by 10 yards. And then I think getting the onside kick, I think that's I mean onside kick, that's that's pretty much luck. It's literally the way the ball bounces is who's yeah, going to get said, it. And Mac it, said or something that he, Mac Brown said in his post game comments I read that he said like he has seen a statistic that said like it's twenty two percent chance to recover an onside yeah, kick. It, it's not really low. Like you literally have to have the ball bounce directly your way, and and then that's what happened. And then, and then the game winning touchdown was just kind of a fifty fifty ball where Amazi just went up and grabbed it. So I think it was a little bit of both. Yeah, and did you catch um, Dave Dorn's post game comment where he said that him and Beck were like, "Hey, do you want to just run it here?" And yeah. he's like, "No, give it to Lear. Yeah, let him throw awesome. the ball. Yeah. Let him throw. He's he's on a roll, basically something to that effect." Yeah, I love that. He, uh, I love that. Beck, yeah, Beck asked Dorn if he just wanted to run it and set it up for a field goal, and 
Doran said no. I think he said no. Devin's hot. Let's go score. So yeah, that was awesome. That's awesome. You 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 yeah. you know, the coaches can make the calls, but the players the ones that got to go make the plays. Yeah, like we can get map set. Like I mean, like I think about some plays last night where, I mean, like there's a we can get like I, I put this way. I can think of the games we've lost, and you can put it on the coaches to a degree sometimes depending on the call situation. Like yeah, if we are like. You know, I don't know, not first and 10, but like I'm thinking, like, let's say we're like second and long and we're running the ball, or third and long and we're running the ball, or like a shallow screen on like third and 18. Like, yeah, is that really the right play? That, that's one thing, but then there's plays that plays where like the guy's just dropping the ball. Like, that I know the, he hit the one, uh, that, Devin Carter. Yep, that one I was about to say against Miami, like wide open, yeah, twice, I think. But I mean, yeah, the, the thing, I, I don't know, I just think it's. To me, those players who made those plays, and in particular the ones like we've seen, like you know, Leary, Emeka, Chris, that made that happen. And then you got, I mean, all those the offensive linemen hadn't held them enough time, given enough time to make those plays. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm, I mean, they, they UNC uh, got six. I think it was six sacks last night or Friday mm-hmm. night. So, yeah, I mean they had they had plenty of pressure all night. So let's talk about this. Um, because we're now at the end of the regular season. State's obviously yeah. now nine and three. It's the first time a coach in interstate history has won, has had three nine win seasons. And it was just two years ago, I believe it was 2019, the 2019 season, where we were just terrible because of all those injuries. Three and nine. Yeah. What does. Now that we've ended the season and we still got a chance to get 10 wins, and I think maybe this was a fair question to ask after the 10 wins, if we can get it, or, or after the yeah. bowl game, I should say. What are your thoughts about Dave Dorn now? I, I'm not saying you had bad thoughts about him, but what are you, what are you, where does he stand in NC State history to you and to the guy, to everybody listening? Like, what are your thoughts about Dorn? You know, give us comments and we'll try to have a discussion with y'all about it. Um, but you go, Mike, what are your thoughts about Dorn? Um, I mean, uh, like you said, after that three and nine season in 2019, it was just like, man, we had a lot of injuries, but it was also like, still, that was year seven of Dorn. And it's like, that's tough. And, and I'll be like, after that year, it was, I was kind of shaky. And then, you know, last year, the COVID year, 2020, we went eight and four. I thought yep. that was a really good job. And then this year really has solidified. Like, I I really have no concerns. I mean, as long as he keeps, keeps us, you know, at this level, obviously you don't want to mm-hmm. see him go back to six and six next year. Right. But, you know, if you stay competitive at this level in the hunt, in the hunt for – winning the Atlantic. I mean, mm-hmm. it's tough to say all time where I put him. Um, I'd say at this point, it's at least in my lifetime. He's since. Yeah. He's the best one I've seen personally. Yeah. I know I'm younger than some of the guys on here, but yeah, he's gotta be like top two coaches we've had top three right now. Like, and- yeah. And what I'd like to doing? look at win percentage too, because yeah, the, you know but, there was only so many games. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I would say I don't say I don't. I don't say the teams or they're playing now are tougher, but 
I mean, he's having to do this in a division that's been mostly owned by Clemson the last 10 years. And in Florida State before that. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't really here, but I mean, we're talking like going back to 2017, you know, or put this way, he had 2014 was his, you know, yeah, he went eight and four. I mean, eight and five, Mm -hmm. excuse me, with the bowl game, Uh, seven and six, seven and six. Then you get to 2017, you go nine and four, nine and four, the one bad season in 2019 being going four and eight. Then you get back the next year to eight and four. And now you're at nine and three with a chance to get 10 wins. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, I mean, the, the fact that he's only coached there that's had three nine and nine plus seasons in NC State history. And he's he's got a quarterback that really could come back. I don't know what Devin's going to think, but Devin could come back. And it's, I would say it's on the side more that it's more likely that he'll come back than it is unlikely. Yeah, I don't, and he just broke Philip Rivers' yeah. record for single season touchdowns. Um, He's got. I mean, you look at the snap chart for this team, the 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 class that's leading for the majority of the games we play this season, other than maybe like two or three sophomores are leading the snap count, yep. whether they're redshirt or true sophomores. I, I'm just man. I know people wanted to ha- wanted his head in 2019, <laughs> but I, I saw in game 14 off. I said extension. Uh, I feel like there's got to be a conversation after the season. Uh, yeah, I mean, he yeah, because he got that extension in before the 2019 season, which was through 2023. I I could see there being another three or four year extension after this yeah. season. Going putting um, him through putting him through something like 2026, 2027, 28, something like that. I mean, he's building, and to me, that this win. Again, we, we people think we should, could argue we should have lost. Like, who cares? We've already said that. We won. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Don't let don't let that bring it down. And don't let a Carolina fan bring it down because you say, hey, at the end of the day, we made the plays and you didn't. But, mm-hmm. um, man, what that could mean on the recruiting side of things, too, because you've got some really strong players that are that I've seen the staff in recruiting. Um, that let's get back. Yeah. Like, you saw, I know one guy, I can't remember who it was as a, there's a four-star defensive end that came to visit for the game, and he put his video up on Twitter. And he's losing yeah. his mind in the yeah. recruit section watching the game. Like, that kind of game and what that means. And at 9-3, and three, heck, you get to 10-2 and two or 10-3, and three, that sounds a lot. You could pitch that to players. Um, I just think Doran has got this on track, and it shows that 2019 was a fluke. Yeah, and that he – and that – that that was a fluke, and that also is a reason why we're doing so well this year. Because a lot of the, you know, I guess like you said, sophomores, redshirt sophomores, had to play as true freshmen in 2019 because of all the injuries. So now they've had that experience in this year because we've also had more injuries. They've some well, some were starting, some were already starting, some had to step up, and I think that game experience from 2019 and 2020 helped with that. Yeah, um, I see Russell Oral's uh, comment says some will argue yeah, that this was the year to get year. Yeah, some will get the year that get the division based on Clemson having a bit of a down year. And what are our thoughts about that? Um, what are your thoughts, Michael? Um, it, I mean, a bit of a down year, yes, but at the same time, it's it's always easier when 
obviously it's easier when Clemson's not 12 and 0 to win the division. Um, at the same time, that doesn't mean other teams also can't be good, like oh, like Awake Forest. Um, and I mean, we were right there. I mean, we were. Yeah. It's not. It's not like we were finished in last and Clemson finished second to last. It's like we were second. We finished second in division and lost the yeah. the two ACC losses. One point to Miami. Three points to Wake. Technically, the Miami loss didn't really matter. It, we still only had to beat Wake. If we had beat, beat Wake, we would have. Yeah, been I game. mean, I wish we could have that game back. I know state fans do wish we could have that game back, um, but. You know, man, it, it was it was the the one hit most historic season for Wake Forest they've ever had, and yeah, um, you, you know, I won't take that as a shot against Dave Dorn. They still put up forty two points on them. I think you're just looking at Wake Forest having a, and I, I think State was a better team that night against Wake Forest. Um, mm-hmm. But you got to think how somewhat how lucky uh, Wake has been this season. Like you mentioned in our text thread, we have Michael about who yeah. they've played and the fact that they're Carolina. They in back in 2015, they scheduled the Carolina game as a non-conference game, and it ended up being like they lose that game, but it doesn't matter. And it was like a really critical loss this season for them that did not impact yeah. them at all. Like that's that's lucky, and I mean, you know, but it, it, they, go ahead. It, uh, at the same time, it's like I, I, I said, I said, I know this is dumb to look at scheduling because it's like you can only play who you can play. And like UNC, when they scheduled them, they could have been really good or they could have been really bad. And if they didn't schedule UNC, they probably would have scheduled just some other cupcake game that they would have won easily. But uh, uh, looking at our ours and Wake Forest's schedule, uh, common opponents, we were 8-0 against them. And then the three other games that Wake played that we didn't was Army, Virginia, and Duke, where we played Mississippi State, Miami, and Louisiana Tech. So, I mean, th- those three, the three games that were different, theirs were, I, I, I think, would, were a little bit easier than our three, and two of our losses came out of those three games. So, like I said, I know it's dumb to look at, but... <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it, it's part of it. And so when you say that, yeah. like... To me, the fact that you can Dave Doran can say that he's got he's got the quarterback still on the roster that could still come back that just beat Philip Rivers' touchdown signal season record. The fact that he can say I'm the only coach in interstate history that has won nine wins three times in my tenure. Um, that he's beaten now he can say yeah we've beaten Sam Howell we've beaten Mac Brown at, you know at home and it, in a rivalry game we did that right and. Uh, we earned our respect. We're earning our rankings. We didn't just get put up there. And uh, I just think there's a lot of momentum there. And you could bring back, you already said Cyrus Fagan are coming back. Cyrus Fagan's coming back. Yep. You've got uh, Peyton Wilson is still undecided, but you got Isaiah Moore coming back. Um, mm-hmm. I know uh, Ricky said he's going to be going away, but man, I, Jordan Houston's going to have. I don't feel like it's going to be – to me, the way – the thought I think of is, okay, Carolina last season, they lost Javante Williams and Michael Carter. They're starting two running backs and drop-off. We saw that this year. Now, uh, Ty Chandler did get 1,000 yards over there. That was great. Yeah. But, man, Sam Howell had to run all over the place to make up for it to a degree. And yeah. 
this year, you know, for us going into next season, we if we were to lose Ricky and Bam, it's not that I think we need to bring in a transfer running back like UNC had to. Um, yeah. because I don't because we didn't, we didn't run the ball great this season, and yeah. I don't know if we really need to. I, we need to run the ball, um, but I think Houston is going to be great. Um, and he, we've all seen that. Everybody's like, "Why don't we use Houston more? Well, why don't we use? Well, we're going to." <laughs> and yeah. Mims and look good at the spring game. I know, and I tell you what, a lot of people, for those who don't know this name, a lot of people have been talking about uh, the freshman running back Demi Sumo. Um, for those who kind of are subscribing to the pack prides and the inside pack sports and the wolf packers of the world um, really have had, and you hear it, you hear it in the, the um, comments uh, when, from the coaches during the practices, you know, preseason, all that. And even running backs, I think will be fine. Uh, if they want to bring in yeah. a transfer, great. But Devin Leary is so efficient to a degree. Mm-hmm. The one thing I feel like he might need to work on in the off season is learning to be a little more mobile, like working on that part of his game. Yeah. Although, does he need to? I don't know if the word is he needs to, but, you know, it's – I just think Dave, what Dave's got now, he can go into the recruits' houses and say, look, look, we've done this, I think is pretty awesome. Yeah. And, you know, in, in our style of offense and it just in football in general, running back – having a great star running back is not as important as it once was. Um, Just because the way the play calling is, you utilize more people on the field. Like, you know, I I think like Leary's so good at getting the ball to so many different people. Like, you know, we can use both our tight ends, uh, Trent Penix as like an eight back tight end also. So, you know, I, I think Jordan Houston will be, will be perfectly fine as a starter. Or who knows? He if if one of the younger guys kind of shines, um, he may not even start. But I would expect him to be the starter next year if if Knight and or if Bam Knight also leaves with Ricky Person. Yeah. Um, but like you said, I think he will be just just fine. I think we'll be yeah. just fine. I, yeah, I agree. And I see um, Beck Wolf eight one three's got a question. Said, "Hey, not sure if y'all have talked about this, but." What are your thoughts about some of the guys like Thayer, Trenton, Chris, et cetera, who walked on senior day but could still return? Um, you know, I'm not going to – I don't want to really worry about that right now. I mean, like, they'll – they'll if they come back, they come back. It's great. Um, I think I, mean, I think particularly with Thayer, he's, he's a great player, very efficient player. Um, but I'm not like – you know, if he were to leave, Rooks is really starting to flash, yeah. you know, a lot lately. And he would play that position um, – so I don't really feel like you're like a gaping hole. Even you know, even with the Mecca leaving, I mean, Devin Carter's kind of the same type of position player. Now, I'm not saying he's necessarily the same talent, but Carter's made some heck of some okay. catches this season. Yeah. Uh, he's also yeah. has a drop. Oh, has a yeah, message. He's, so he's got the size. Yeah. So that that doesn't worry me. I think um, the one thing that I would be, you know, honestly, I won't say worried is me, but that I think you would see the drop off, but no more so is Gil, the punter man. That dude, yeah. that dude is a pro. And uh, right. I, I don't know what, what we have behind him, um, but I think uh, state needs to, or state fans need to realize how good of a punter he is and how good of, yeah. I mean, we talk, it's silly to kind of talk about punters, but Will Bauman 
AJ Cole, uh, now Trent Gill. Those guys have been, we've got some pretty good players at that position. Yeah. And uh, yeah. they critical. Like when you're on your, like if you get on your own 35 and you can't get a drive going and then you plant it down to their yeah. 15, that's it's huge. That's huge. Just between like helping out the defense where you can, you know, they're not backed up and they can, you know, they can get comfortable into a series and, and stop them still before like midfield because you've pinned them back within their own 15, 10 yard line. Um, that's, that's really, it's really underrated how good, uh, how important and how good Trenton Gill has been. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I saw a question here. It says, uh, bowl games question mark. Um, what have you seen any bowl predict predictions? Uh, Michael, Which yeah. Would you like to go to if, for us to go to? Yeah. Um, so Joe Gillia does a great job of breaking this down. So pretty much I'm taking all of this from him. So credit yeah. to him. But the way the bowls are set up, they're set up into tiers. So like they're the this year, well, it's weird this year with the playoff because it rotates and stuff, but usually the ACC champion goes to the Orange Bowl. This year, because the Orange Bowl is a playoff spot, the ACC champion goes to the peach bowl so Pitt or wake will go to the peach bowl and then after that there's three tier one bowls mm. the cheese it bowl in orlando gator bowl in jacksville and the holiday bowl in san diego so because we went to the gator bowl last year we probably won't go back there clemson will probably go to the gator bowl um and then so that leaves the cheese it bowl or the holiday bowl and more than likely because we're a bigger fan base, a bigger school, we'd probably get the cheese bowl in Orlando just because more fans will go to that. And then the loser of the wake pick game will go to San Diego in the holiday bowl and the different tiers. You can't because there's no eight win teams. Like the next best team after Clemson, wake Pitt, and NC state is Miami, but they only have seven wins. They can't jump up to one of those tier one bowls. So mm. it's kind of confusing, but yeah. Yeah. So more than likely, I'd say you'll see State in the cheez Bowl in Orlando against a Big 12 team, which will probably be either uh, Kansas State, Iowa State, yeah, maybe Oklahoma, because they lost last night, so they're not in the Big 12 championship. <laughs> and how cool oh. would that be to play Oklahoma right after Lincoln I Riley? I mean, Uncle Lincoln Riley. I By the way, for those who didn't see it, Lincoln Riley is going to be the new coach at USC Trojans. Crazy, but uh, yeah. the fact that he went from a lot going on. To Oklahoma to USC, that's kind of not. Um, but for NC State, yeah, I saw some matchups and us playing um, playing against Iowa State. I saw us playing some. I, I see actually seen a few of them saying we're going to play UCLA, which would be really interesting, especially if we had to go play all the way on the West Coast in San, Diego, San Diego against UCLA. That would be yeah. way biased. Um, but yeah, uh, that's a that's a yeah. Holiday Bowl would be a Pac-12 opponent. Cheese It Bowl would be a Big 12 opponent. Yeah. Um. So we'll see. I mean, I don't. You know, to me, it's all gravy at this point. The fact that you can, you yeah. at least can hold back. You got nine wins. That's that's what to me what mattered. Getting that, that win against Carolina. And like I was talking to my brother, I was like, Would you rather play for a championship game or beat Carolina? He's like, Oh, beat Carolina. <laughs> He's just just, just, just kind of jokingly, but it was like. 
Like I know I, I hate, you know, I hate Carolina. So I know. Um, it was, it was really, it was really fun. So like, um, where do you see that state needs to improve in the off season? Um, Michael. Um, I, uh, improve is, I, I mean, the, I think offensive line is where we're going to drop off the most. I, I think it's hard to improve from this year, but that's because we had Icky, you know, one of the best offensive linemen of all time. I think we'll see the biggest drop off there from just from losing him. So I think maybe not improve, but, you know, maintain that level of offensive line play. And, 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 and I guess you could say improve it just because we, we struggled running the ball in the second half of this season. Hmm. Yeah, I'll tell you with, with Icky, I don't think people like talking about it because he's he's one of the greatest tackles. Which, by the way, I know y'all y'all have been giving us some heat and somewhat rightfully so on our top five player prediction or player rankings all time in NC State. Um, that's just what we've thought, and we we obviously have missed some guys here and there. But you know, Icky, we put I think at like five on that offensive yeah. lineman. Uh, if he, you know, were to win the Outland Trophy that he's nominated for, and maybe get drafted, like some of these mock drafts have him number three overall. Yeah, which is yeah. wow. I mean, to me, like, you know, he's awesome at the run run game. I actually feel like he, I don't say he struggles in it, but there's a lot of room for improvement with him in the passing game because he. I mean, yeah. I can think of many times the guys on guys attacking him, like a defensive end rushing him. For like the pass plays, or just he's getting beat. So yeah, I feel like I he he, he had a, he had a couple plays. Yeah, yesterday against that, I forget who that was. That UNC defensive end. I think he may have given up. He, I know he gave up at least one. I don't, it may have been two, but mm-hmm. which only was his second on the whole season. But still, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. It'll be. Um, I I think I mean he should he would he's going to be a great player in the NFL. It's just a matter of yeah. that's one thing you, like you mentioned for him that I I do see he could use some area improvement on. But um, yeah, for me I you know we talked about this. Do you you know in the off season we usually talk about like which coaches are we going to get rid of and what turnovers we have. I don't think we fire anybody. Um, I and I, I just think the, I think the biggest thing you need to address is the run game. I mean, is that a, how much of it goes to yeah. offensive line? Like, really, was Ch- was Chandler Zavala really that big of an impact? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he was, um, but that and you know, or or is it how we're scheming up some of these plays? Um, you know, Doran's obviously want to be a very balanced offense. He wants to be very balanced in the run game and the passing game. We've oftentimes seen a fifty fifty split in our games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that's interesting is that with Devin Le- with Devin Leary as as accurate and as decisive and clutch as he's been, I'd rather instead of run to pass, I'd rather pass to run. Like open up with a you know with with an passing mindset that will then open up the run game. Yeah, you know that's I don't know that's what I think, but I'd be that's what I, that's the only thing I can really see as has to be addressed in the offseason. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, you just, I mean, we, we're last in the ACC in like rushing yards per game and rushing touchdowns. And, you know, I mean, I mean that's great if you win games, but that's not like sustainable as a program to just not be able to run the ball. So, right. 
and it's an outlier. We, we've always, we've, you know, in the yeah. last few years we've run the ball well. So I don't know what the yeah. deal is this year. Again, it's Beck's second year. So mm-hmm. is it a, to me, that would say it's more of a scheme thing, but maybe losing right. Zavala and really and did impact State. I, don't, I have no idea. I find it hard to ping it on one guy, but. He was, um, he was playing right guard, right? Zavala? He's playing guard. Uh, he was playing one of the guards. I can't remember if left or right, but he's a guard. Okay. So, um, it, yeah, I mean, it depends. Um, it depends on kind of what the what the tackle and how he how he played with the tackle and 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 Gibson the center. Like I played, I played left tackle in high school, and and, and I mean really? on run block, yeah. At, at about, I was actually probably a little weight a little less than I do now so but <laughs> yeah um but it, it in run blocking I mean it, it can you know if you're playing if you're running zone like lots of zone reads which I mean we do a lot it's kind of you you're passing people off so I mean that kind of communication and coordination with your guard between the guard and the tackle and the guard in the center like who's going the linebacker it, it, it could affect it but you know I, I don't think it should have as much yeah. as it did. So yeah, I can um, agree with that. But what was the other thing? Oh yeah, on the on the coaching staff thing, you said I don't think we will. I don't think Doran will make any changes. I could see a situation where, with all the other coaching changes going around, that maybe Tony Gibson gets snatched up somewhere, and then he has to find a new replacement. Um, but I I don't I don't see Doran making any changes this year. Yeah, I don't either. And I think that's a credit to what he's done. I, and you think about that a few years ago, we had Huxtable at DC and everybody was like, man, Dorn's never going to let go of Huxtable. <laughs> yeah. And I think Dorn, you know, other than the coaching side of things, which again, he's been able to take like three and four star guys and play them at a, at a four star level for the most part of their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can coach well. Um, yeah. And I think on the other side, like, like the management side of things, he's been able to make the moves and like, even as you know, as close as he was to Hugs, will make the move to Tony Gibson, and it's paid off. But I'm gonna tell you what, man. State, yeah, we say we don't, don't, you know, don't let go of anybody, don't fire. But state is going to, on the other side, are going to have to pay these coaches. You want yeah. them to stay? I mean, you don't think you don't think Tony Gibson potentially is going to want to? He listen to any coaches that want to come, you know, mm-hmm. some lower level school. It's like a maybe, like a I don't know, I don't know where we want to go play at, but like. You well, don't think he's going to want to be interested in that? They're getting mentioned on the Broles list uh, last year. Last season, Tim Beck was on his um, assistant coach watch list, and right, you know, Doran. Heck, you 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 know, he had the Tennessee thing a few years ago, and now I mean, I'm not saying he would leave. I think he's got a really good thing going now, but yeah, you're going to pay it, coaches, and like I, like this like this Lincoln Riley contract thing that LSU <laughs> offered him ten years, ninety six million dollars. People realize what Dave Dorn's contract is. It's like five years for three and a half million. Yeah, not it's even close to that. It's just like it's like a not on the, a blip on the radar compared to that. So to us, mm-hmm. as state fans, this is like a petition. I would say a little bit. If we keep saying we want to have these kind of success, and if we like what you're seeing, which I I do, I mean three nine win seasons under this coach, yep. beat Philip Rivers. How many? How many people thought? How many people thought Devin Leary would beat Phillip Rivers' touchdown or any quarterback? Russell Wilson couldn't even do it, but he's doing yeah. it now. I think we need to be paying these coaches, and we need to – that comes from the fans 
and donors to agree to like open up their pocketbooks and make those donations. Um, mm-hmm. And but, yeah, no, I, I agree, especially assistant coaches, because, you know, obviously LSU is still open now. Um, Oklahoma's open now. I mean, not that our assistants are going to get those jobs, but it's the trickle down. Like Billy Napier at Louisiana Lafayette just got the Florida job, and now Louisiana Lafayette is open. That's a position that, you know, I, I'm not saying it'll happen, but like if, if Tony Gibson or somebody that's kind a of a coordinator somewhere school, would take that job. Yeah, exactly. Jamie Chadwell will probably get hired somewhere to from coastal Carolina. That's a, that's another head coach, head coaching position that will come open. So it's, it's just kind of the trickle down. Cincinnati. You mean Cincinnati would be yeah. a pretty cool job right now. Mm-hmm. If Luke so, Fickle goes anywhere, but, but you know, I mean, that's, you know, that's one thing. So I was, um, I, I just feel like state fans are going to need to do that. I mean, like even like if it's like a little bit, a hundred bucks, I mean, it's tax mm-hmm. runoff. <laughs> it's tax <laughs> runoff. So why not? I mean, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I, I get everybody's situations are different, but it's just to me, yeah. it's the thing where, oh, we love these wins. We like seeing what we're doing, but we're not, you're not willing to pitch in a little bit. I'm not saying everybody needs to, but you know, we'd be like, states want to pay these coaches to keep the success because yeah. people are going to notice NC State being a top 20 team. I imagine, I imagine these rankings will bump them up to somewhere like beating Carolina, like 18, maybe. Yeah. Um, if we win a bowl game, we could finish the top 15. Yeah. You're going to, people are going to notice. Like, you think Dave Clawson's going to stick around at Wake Forest much longer? Maybe he <laughs> is, but if I'm somebody like, they're going, people notice. So you're going to have to, they're going, we're going to have those fans make those contributions if because you know put your money where your mouth is kind of thing yeah uh but anyway so like you know again looking back on the season what are your thoughts on the regular season michael for how this played out i mean i'm i'm very happy <laughs> obviously it's disappointing we couldn't make that win win the division and make the championship game but you know at, i think at the beginning of the season I don't think any of us were expecting that. Obviously, we, everybody was still expecting Clemson to be the top dog. Um, but, you know, my, I, my kind of predictions for the season were I probably eight and four, leaning nine and three, eight and four, probably leaning towards eight and three, considering, you know, uh, Miami is supposed to be a top 15 team. UNC started out top 10, and then Clemson and Mississippi State. Those were kind of the four games that I had circled that, okay, those are going to be our toughest, toughest games. Obviously, it kind of shook out differently than that, but you know, two of our three losses still came from that bunch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, you know, on Saturday watching BC get destroyed by Wake Forest wasn't fun. Man, that was a bummer. That but, was <laughs> but, uh, you know, just overall, definitely, definitely happy. Yeah, I'm. To me, I look back on this season, and State beat. I mean, one, two, three, four, four teams in the ACC by double digit points. Um, and you lost your losses in the in the ACC for Miami and Wake Forest were a total you. Basically, if you had scored, you know, four four points, you would have tied both games. Or at least you want to say, yeah. if you had scored six more points in between both games, you would have been, been ten and ten and two, eleven and no, eleven, 11 and one, one. Excuse me. So you're six points away from being eleven and one. I, yeah, I think you could argue this is 
one of the best seasons states had. Uh, and I think, when, particularly yeah. when you look at how we how we won the games and how we played, like we didn't. I mean, I I think the only thing I look back on is, I mean, I wish we would have run the ball better. Um, and I and I wish, you know, I wish we would have gotten like wins against Miami and uh, Wake Forest, particularly the Wake Forest game. Uh, I think the Miami game, in some regard, kind of gave us like a uh, sorry, my fantasy team going off. Um, basically, I think it would have given us a. I think the Miami, Miami game helped us wake up a little bit to know that yeah. you can lose to anybody. And it's not another get Miami was playing really hot. And I think Van Dyke is going to be a problem the next few years for yeah, the Coastal. He's and I'm good. really thankful he, we don't have to play him. I know. He's, I think he's second. I think he finished the season second in the ACC, like in, in com- conference games only, in passing behind Brennan Armstrong. And he only yep. played like, he he didn't even play the whole season. And he was just like, yeah, he's going to be, yeah. Miami's so, going to be improved next year. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm very excited, you know, and I, I don't know if state fans know how to process the success sometimes. Cause I feel like we just get down on ourselves and we're like, okay, like, oh, we blew it. We did this. Oh, you know, we did win, but man, we really sucked in this area. And I'm like, you know, enjoy it. Like, you don't get yeah. these opportunities. The fact that you have this kind of success doesn't happen everywhere. And and go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, and it. I understand that it, you know Clemson's had a down year, and you know yeah, you want it. that yeah. you want that one year. But it's like if you have the sustained success, which we've seen the last couple of years, come. except for 2019, one year eventually it'll break through. But as long as you're continually winning eight, nine, potentially ten games, then it, it'll come. <laughs> it'll yeah, come. it'll come. I mean, like we, we've never had this kind of level of sustained success in states' history for the most part. Maybe the early '90s under Dick Cherry. I mean, heck, the, for the last time we went undefeated at home was 1986. I was yeah. not born then, so yeah. um, you know, it's just it's really. I know we talk about this, uh, you, me, Layton. We all talk about like this is a great time to be a state fan. Like even like the women's cross country team won a national championship. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, ba- basketball. We could talk about that. I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a rough year, but um, you know, for the men, for the, the men, women. but women's <laughs> is women are looking great. Uh, we talk about Kunane and Diamond Johnson and Jaquie Brown Turner. Those seem to be the best three players on your team right now. Mm-hmm. Um, not unexpected, but it's it's just really it's really exciting to be a state fan right now, and I I really don't want state to look back on this season and miss look back on like man I wish I enjoyed that more like enjoyed the fact that we beat Carolina yeah we, we you In argue we could have lost crazy fashion yeah you just probably watch you probably watched that this will be a game that will be talked around talked about for many ten you know tens of years from now like you know decades from now yeah. it'll be. It'll be something they look back on, like back in twenty twenty one. They like it with twenty seventy. They'll be talking yeah, about this. It was a, like a point one percent chance we would win that game in the last yeah. minute, and, a, and we scored twice in a minute and a half. Yeah, and it, to me, like I think I look at it as payback for the Gio Bernard punt return from a few yeah. years ago. Like that ripped go. our hearts out. Well, that ripped Carolina's hearts out right there. Yeah. So man, nah, I forgot about that. I didn't yeah, forget I, about it, but. You know, <laughs> yeah, it still stings a little bit. I mean, yeah. but you, but uh, just 
as state fans, like, let's enjoy this. Be proud. Celebrate with Dave Doran and the team, um, the seniors, all those. Um, you know, it's just exciting. It's really, really fun. Um, I'm really looking forward to being uh-huh. watching how they play in the bowl game, where they end up. Um, yeah. I, I do get it. I wish we could have played for the championship game this season, but I think, like you said, Michael, it's you have that continued, sustained success. It's going to come, and and I would say State's the team that's given Clemson the biggest challenge consistently in the ACC yeah. year to year to year. So we've been close before. It it can happen. We 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 could beat them in a year. Clemson's supposed to be really good. We could, yeah. Like I mean, it just 20, could happen. Yeah, twenty seventeen, we and, almost beat them. And uh, Doran's finally got that off his back. He finally did get the win against Clemson. Yeah. Um, so we can't. I feel like this is a year that's like a milestone year for the program. And it does, uh, it does this, kind of feel like that. Yeah, and I think that win against Carolina will really mean a lot. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, just let's look forward to. Watching the uh, let me ask, well, quick question: Would you rather Pitt win or Wake win this uh, championship game? Oh, Pitt for sure. <laughs> See, part of me wants Wake to win because they they're always terrible, but I don't want to hear that. I get tired of hearing the I know. Dave Clawson's the greatest thing since sliced bread. Yeah, like, yeah. like he's a good coach. We get it, but uh, I mean, he hasn't had this. Like, I think we think he's a greater coach than he actually is at times. Like, but. This is something I I kind of I don't really care. I think it'll be interesting to watch. I think ACC is yeah. kind of like bummed that I bet you somewhere they're kind of bummed. Wake Forest team that won, but uh, yeah, I mean they just don't have as big of a fan. They will travel as well. I mean it's in Charlotte. Yeah. So that's the only that's the only uh, plus for them. But um, you know it'll be fun, and I'll be excited to see where we get in these no. bowl games. Uh, maybe it is San Diego, and maybe there's some Wolfpack fans that want to travel to the maybe. West Coast. It's so, nice. I went to, I went out there in August. San Diego's pretty nice. But uh, we'll see. So <laughs> well, and um before we sign off here, I want to shout out Greg who's in the chat. I don't know if you saw it, but he was the guy when they yeah, broke his leg storming hey, the field. <laughs> yeah, I saw the uh, tweet Greg and uh that was pretty funny. And uh no one if anybody ever questioned if you cared about state you just just show him the picture. Carrie is like, "Hey man, yeah. I broke my leg celebrating. <laughs> it's okay." There you go. So, uh, but thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, like we're just like I said, really exciting time to be a state fan, and this has been, I think, a great, se- a historic season, uh, milestone season for state football, and uh, they still have a chance to be even more historic, getting this, getting a tenth win. Yeah. Um, but we'll have more content for you guys uh, coming up, and. Again, hope you all have had a great Thanksgiving and uh, going into the Christmas season. And, uh, yeah, go pack, everybody. Go pack.